Winter's coming on as well because that. Yeah, no, carry on. No, carry on. Yeah, it would be. It would be lovely to see some of the regular commenters, commentators, and commenters mm. and, and everything else coming on uh, today. Hello, everybody. It's well. Hello. Uh, you know, professional start there from Stephen as usual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, thought now, the, I thought we I thought we were in the. I thought we were in the virtual green room, as it were, and we were just sort of chewing the fat, and then suddenly on my screen it said live, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> there you go. Could only get worse if we started doing stuff like that. But we won't, because that's, <laughs> that's dreadful. You know, yeah. That takes us back to, you know, the middle of the pandemic when everyone was jumping online and doing these things. And, yeah. and every single show, you had to wait for 30 seconds. What? Why? They're there anyway. Just start. Mm. You know, what's the point of all of that? Anyway, we're going to get rid of uh, all of this paraphernalia yeah. uh, around. You know, this show is called Wow Ergonomics. You know, it's sponsored by Backer Elkhaiser. And you, you, you know all of that now. Uh, thanks for joining again, as usual. Um, and, um, you know, there's a website as well, wowergonomics.com, if you want to catch up on all of this uh, mirandering about ergonomics, etc. But we have a special guest, and he's mm. brought his van with him today. Uh, and it's it's Paul Backworld. That's his name. Paul Backworld, <laughs> which is a great name. Um, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're going to start an ergonomics company, why not have a name like Backworld? <laughs> Paul Skinner, it's lovely to see you, sir. Very much. Nice to see you. Yeah. Well, it, look, let's start with the van, because I, I, I was saying just before we came on, I absolutely love the van. Um, it's look at that cleverness <laughs> at the front, right? It oh, looks quality. It looks it looks if you get the right angle and everything else like better than ai can produce um you would really think he's actually driving that van you know people have crashed <laughs> going alongside him down the road and, oh my goodness the side of the van's come away uh, he's driving uh, driving the van on a, an operator chair yeah uh, I've, had to, I've had to get used to people staring at me at traffic lights Mm. So you, you, you know, being a middle-aged man, obviously, I've got to be angry when I'm driving. It's part of the job, isn't it? So like, I can see them laughing at me and pointing, and I turn back and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew says, team hoodies. Yeah, I was actually just thinking this morning, mine's actually got move on. Um, I don't know what Stephen's got on, probably. Uh, oh, super, super dry. Okay. Means it doesn't used to be out, remember when they used to be our unofficial sponsor, Graham, where we used to always turn up in super dry kit, and they yeah, never yeah, actually yeah, yeah, picked yeah. up on that opportunity, did they? Uh, absolutely and and yeah well we've all got gray hoodies that's great that's a great thing um maybe i was thinking at some point Stephen, next year we should we should actually get ourselves wow ergonomics hoodies. Yes. yeah it's got to be done i nice. think yeah. do we get biscuits yeah yeah you can have biscuits um well, i was just talking about that biscuits that's a good one paul do you keep biscuits in the van no because i eat them oh of course <laughs> <laughs> or the dog does right yeah but i i, I, I eat them all I, I, I'm not very good at moderation with chocolate and biscuits. I suppose oh, I could buy something horrible like a rich tea or a plain or a faulty digestive mm. chocolate on it. I could probably make those last a bit longer. But um, yeah, no, I did have. Where's he gone? It was here just now. I moved it out of the way. It's in the way. I, I did have some Backwell biscuits once. Oh, oh, hello. Background, yeah. Backwell I, biscuits. I, I ate all of those as well. Do you have a <laughs> Do you have a Stein? Paul, do you have a sign on the back of the van that say no biscuits are left in this van overnight? You know, like people do with like tradesmen with their toys. That's a great idea, isn't it? What a great idea. That would make people crash into the back of it as well. (laughs) He's now not got a problem just from the side. He's got a problem from the back. 
<laughs> he's writing that down the side. Yeah. No, actually, I was I was saying to Paul, um, and perhaps actually, first of all, we should get Paul to really introduce himself properly. Mm. Paul, Paul, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, where are you where are you from? What is it you do, sir? I well, I'm from West Sussex, but I'm fortunate enough these days to be living and working in Exeter. <clears throat> mm. um, just and down the road. One day just down the road, yeah. And one day I needed a job to do, so I googled businesses for sale in Exeter. Um, and, and I met an old man who was selling a shop that um, had lots of um, dusty old chairs in it. I thought I can do that, so, so I bought a shop. I was sitting in a shop all day, it was actually pretty dull, so we let the shop go and replaced it with a van, which is a lot. Yeah, better, a lot I think better. that's a very sensible, very sensible move. Yeah, the shop was good for advertising, but it's a pretty, de- pretty depressing place to sit all week. Yeah, you had a choice of chairs, though. I mean, that, that, that at least I still got a choice of chairs. I don't just don't have to sit there staring at them while I'm waiting for someone to come and buy one. No, and actually, what I love about actually some of your little videos that you put up on social media is um, when you do you take a chair into the middle of a field or something somewhere and or a road just by a field and you try it out. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is the old man on the Dorset hillside the other day? Um. I can't remember what it's called now. The big, big chalk man. Oh yeah, well, um, Sir hmm. Nabis. Sir, Sir Nabis, yes, yeah, Sir Nabis yeah. Giant. Yeah, we, we stopped at him the other day and raised myself up on a chair. Just, to, just to have a look. Yeah, well, you know, I, I thought I'd demonstrate a raising chair to somebody who doesn't need any help with raising. But well, <laughs> he certainly doesn't, does he? Oh dear. You said, do you, do you like beer? Beer. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever tried the Sir Nabis beers? No. Oh. Yeah, you should try those. It's great. It's great well, brewery. Well, great really, brewery in certain abbeys. Because you get towards the end of the night, you're not really sure what you're drinking anymore. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, you can add that to the sign at the back of the van. Uh, no tea, oh, yeah. biscuits, or beer left in the back of this van overnight. Now I was I was saying to Paul, um, he does these great little videos sometimes on social media, but I said he doesn't do them quite often enough, and it would be really good. If he if he did on a regular basis, where's Paul in his van, and actually made it into a little bit of gamification? And I said he could probably find some kind of, you know, ergonomic accessory company to to you know sponsor that by providing something to give away. Um, but yeah, it could be could be could be a good thing. Are you, are you sort of looking at me there, Graham, but not looking at me? No, I'm I'm just saying that, that you know that that could be quite a good idea. <laughs> Uh, that's not a problem yeah we'll talk about that later you know that's that's a great idea if if people though get do give do give some feedback on that if if you would love to see paul on a regular basis do a little thing where you have to guess where he is out and about in his van and as a result that you could win yourself a little ergonomic thing that would be great all right if you if you love that as an idea let us know vote on that and uh and then uh you know, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Are are there bare feet on the van? That's what JD wants to know. No, no, there's no bears in the van. Only me. No, <laughs> what she means is, <laughs> are you are you are you barefooted in that photo? Or are you? Uh, uh, this, you're lucky I'm wearing anything at all. But no, they're they're they're, they're just my, my my old Chelsea boots, which have now been replaced by a new pair of boots. But yeah. oh, there you go. There you go. You know, he can, he can remember that pair of Chelsea boots fondly by having having the van. So, what's what's ergonomics like in, in the southwest? That you know, is there? You know, we're a different part of the country from from elsewhere. Uh, 
some people would say we're a little bit slow on the uptake, but you know, actually, do you find that that's the case? Are, are, are people taking note out there? They, they like to listen. They're really good. Listening. They understand. They get it. Yeah. Um, all the way up to the point where they have to buy something. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. That's because, yeah, you, you need to have cows in the back of the van to trade with. Cows. I, cows I did front of a Capisco chair in a field of cows. <laughs> <laughs> the cows were really well, interested in it. <laughs> There you are. Do it with a Capisco and I will help. And oh. then you missed it. <laughs> no, I think somewhere. Is, it, is Andrew actually saying there that, you know, uh, that, you know, he might do a, a giveaway? It sounded like it. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would hold him to that. Paul. A, co a comment on LinkedIn is a, is a legally binding contract, is it not? Yeah, absolutely, so absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, I think you'd have to have a special um, occasion for that one. Hmm. Maybe, maybe do it. I'll tell you what, maybe do it for something like Children in Need or something. Paul, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe we could do a, a Children in Need special. Maybe we could find someone to actually dress up as Pudsey and you and Pudsey could be somewhere in the van and actually then, yeah. You know, I, <laughs> yes, said Andrew. Yes, he would do that. There you go. I love this. We're making it all happen today. Uh, but it was interesting what, what Paul was saying there, um, that it, it sounds like what we what we heard a long time through lockdown, but we thought we were coming coming out of it, is that sort of lots of listening, but when it comes to putting your hands in your pockets, it seems as if people then go a little tone deaf, as it were, don't they? So um, is that that's something that you're finding particularly... Do you think it's a geographical thing, Paul? Do you think it's, do you think well, it's very I, much... I don't know i've only ever done this in this area but um mm. what I, if i can actually get people to sit in the stuff you know if we're talking chairs at least um then they get it mm. you know if, if you if you're just down the pub with your mates yeah i sell chairs that are over a thousand pounds they're like they have a laugh and chuck a beer over you and like you, you know that, that's a silly thing to do but if somebody wants a chair and they want you know if somebody just decides they want a cheap chair they'll go on to google they'll find ikea and they'll get out and sell them buy a cheap crappy chair mm. yeah and i don't get involved if somebody wants a really good chair then you know they will usually find me. Hopefully, find me if they're in this area. And then when you sit them in, if you sit them in a logic, and you don't tell them how much it is, then they they totally get it. They're like they're blown away. I can't. I didn't believe a chair could be so good. And then you tell them how much it is, and they have a little gulp and a sniff and a cry. Um, <laughs> um, but but you know it's, it's up to them to justify if um justify the expense. But you know they'll, they'll do it. People will spend a thousand pounds on a bed. They spend seven hours a night in. And then, then they want to spend two hundred quid a chair. They're spending nine hours a day. Mm. Do you not throw them? Do you not throw them the old thing about the car seat, though? I mean, you know, that's what I used to do on a regular basis because they turn up in they turn up in their Merc or whatever, and I go, do you know what? The seat in that Merc is three and a half grand. Yeah. And you sit in it for how long a day? Mm. Twenty minutes. You know, you you get you you literally go five minutes down the road, five minutes back. You do the school run in it and whatever. That's it. That's all you you spend in it a day. Five yeah, minutes. People, people always say, "Oh, it's so much. I couldn't possibly afford it." Well, if they drop their iPhones down the toilet, there's a new thousand pound phone winging its way from Amazon first thing in the morning. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Hundred pound phones that work just as well. Oh, Maybe we need to start using that toilet analogy, Graham, and not the uh, Mercedes car anymore. The old well, iPhone actually, down the I toilet. think the iPhone thing's a really good one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do I mean, people look, it, it's, you know, an iPhone's a great phone. This it's not, you know, not, it's not beat around the bush. It is a great phone, but other smartphones are available for, uh, you know, a fraction of the price. So 
there you go. I think Jody, you know, hits the nail on the head here as well. You can give all your time away for free. I have no doubt there will be far more inclusion in far more companies. They don't understand the return on investment. Is that it's partly the case here, isn't it? People don't understand the return on investment in this scenario. Yeah, it's hard to measure. You know, people, we're very into measuring things, aren't we? Everything's got yeah. kind of a figure behind it. And, you know, I can't promise somebody that, you know, that um, Dave from you know, Dave from marketing is not going to have to go over on a Thursday to see an osteopath if he buys that chair. Um, good, good chance he won't. And I haven't, I've, I've looked for a figure, you know, obviously in Scandinavia, Northern Europe, the sort of stuff we're trying to sell is, is a lot more common. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't, doesn't make sense to expect someone to sit in the same chair for 40 hours a day and not give them one that fits. You know, in places where there's so much more common sense, you know, I, you know, there's 30 grand, there's an Audi, there's an iPad, chair worth 60 quid. They, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm. I can't, and I'm sure there's a correlation between the amount of time people in Scandinavia spend in an osteopath and the amount of time people in, in Devon spend in osteopaths. I, I can't find that figure. Now, interestingly, because Stephen and I were talking yesterday about that, you know, that you were talking about the time people spend in the chair there, but we were talking about. Um, other markets as well and and one of the the markets that we were talking about was the gaming market because mm. it, interestingly how many how many people actually game and a lot of younger people especially in business or whatever do game it's not in, in fact that i'll take that back it's not even just young people a lot mm. of a lot of you out there game you know we know you've got your, your xboxes and your ps5s and whatever else so the thing is that I saw some shocking figures from people in terms of time that they spent in the same chair during the <laughs> pandemic, talking to people that, you know, worked as a uh, as a developer during the day or whatever, and then gamed the rest of the time. Some people were telling me that they were literally in the same chair for 18 to 20 hours of the day. Um, surely, you see, that's got to be worth the return on the investment, hasn't it, to get that right? Yeah, you'd have thought so. And gaming chairs are just, there are some good gaming chairs out there, but they're mostly just fairly rubbishy chairs in, in, in shiny plastic. In nice colors. In nice mm. colors, yeah. Um, yeah. They say to me, oh, why don't you do gaming chairs? You use all my chairs for gaming. <laughs> <laughs> what makes it a gaming chair? The fact that it looks like something out of a Formula One car. You know, yeah. I mean, it's the, that that's the thing, isn't it? Oh, he's gone off to get a gaming chair. Look, I oh. see. Oh, somebody come and say hello. Oh, oh here we go. that's the way. Here we go. Now we're talking. Now you can go again. Yeah. So, so Paul, are you are you the people you're are you seeing people regularly um, for, who who are gamers? Are they mainly sort of corporate businesses or clients that you see, or do, are you getting those calls from people who are gamers? Are you getting drawn yeah. into that sort of area of opportunity? No, I've never had anybody phone me up so I spend ten hours on an Xbox and a chair. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't happen. And I guess it depends on the games they play as well. If people are playing driving games, they want specialist chairs with seat with you know, steering wheels and brake pedals built in. Mm. Um, or if they're playing, I don't, I don't know. Can you get AK-47s built into chairs these days? I don't know. <laughs> Someone will do it. They'll be, go on Amazon. There's bound to be one there. Yeah, right. it depends. Um, if you're if you've just bought a social media platform and you're getting rid of people, mm. um, then then you probably then you probably have got to get a, a, a chair like that. So. Uh, <laughs> but like we were saying though Graham it, it, it has got to be a massive area of opportunity hasn't it you know for for the likes of Paul for the seating manufacturers out there you know I, I, I'd be interested I know Andrew Shepard's commented a couple of times as to what his sort of take on this is but but 
But there are people, if you, you know, look at kids. Kids go to school all day. They come home and they spend five, six, seven hours sat there. Are they causing problems? They'll, they'll say, yeah, absolutely. They're causing problems now that are then going to just manifest as they go for, into their teens, into their 20s, into the working environment. So, uh, you know, what, what, what's out there? What are people doing? As you say, are they just, I notice a lot of these gaming chairs, they just seem to make them red and black as opposed to black. It's almost as if they've just thrown a bit of color on a pretty cheap chair to make it look a little bit more sort of gamey. And that's what people are buying. But, you know, are people causing themselves issues now? And, 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 it almost needs a bit of a strategy piece, doesn't it, really, as to getting people aware who are gamers, the problems they're going to experience and to do something about it now. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of gaming chairs seem to, you know, as I encourage people to move about more, you mm. know, the more movement you've got, the more, I'm not sitting in a chair now. Why would I? It's bad for you. I'm standing up. Um, and, and gaming chairs, just any any movement you've got, they just take it away. They just restrict you. They've often got poor lumbar support. They've got big bolsters up the side, so you can't move about so much. Mm. Um, yeah, how how much of this do you think is an education piece? Because I'm I'm absolutely convinced it is, and in, in the same way that um, areas such as inclusion and diversity etc you know that has to start early it has to start in schools it has to start with teaching you know youngsters before they even get out of school that these things are important in terms of things like ergonomics if you look at the countries where a lot of these chairs come from <coughs> and you say that those those countries people will readily buy these pieces of kit because they understand the value. Those countries educate younger anyway in terms of things like ergonomics and movement, etc. We don't have anything like that in school. Who, to, who, you know, in fact, our schools, it's all about sit cross-legged on the floor, isn't it? Or, or you know, how many, how many schools even have, like, different buy different size chairs as kids get older they don't do it they literally just buy one size in the middle and there will be some people sitting there with their feet hanging all day long and other people cramped under the desk we've all been there um but you know it needs to start earlier on yeah yeah if we give them the right I, I always thought the best thing for school to be a kneeling a kneeling stool little kneeling chairs like they'd be fantastic fantastic for school kids the move the position the posture and the, the movement you get on them i think would be great and if, if they have one of those then they'd understand that going on i think if you try to sit someone down and teach them about posture and chairs they'd probably fall asleep but uh, we gave them the right stuff in the first place well I does, think, I, does it I come think... back paul to what you said before does it ultimately come down to pounds and, and pennies is that where it comes? Because as you say, you know, is, is, does, does everything come back to that, that actually the volume that schools would need to buy, uh, there well, isn't yeah. anything on the market that is of a reason, what would be deemed a reasonable price to them and therefore they just don't go down that route? Yeah, I mean, it would be difficult, wouldn't it? If, you, if I went into a school of a, you know, of a thousand pupils now and said, you need to buy a thousand of these chairs, it would be a fairly short conversation. Mm. Uh, It'd be, you know, like everything, it would be a gradual change and start having these conversations and making people, you know, so when they next do have to buy 20 new chairs, maybe they'll consider spending a bit more on them Mm. or not necessarily spending more on them, just thinking about the product they're buying beyond the colour. But could there be, could there be at some point within a school 
curriculum, could there be something around health and well-being full stop? And that could that in, could include a, a, a piece on ergonomics yeah. in the same way that it should include a piece on mental health and it should go, you know, because I, it seems to me that uh, it, like all things, people are coming out of school and, and then having to pick up on all of these things, mm. you know? Um, I mean, it, here's put it this way. If you were given the opportunity by, by a local school to come in and talk to their pupils about why it's important to, to look after yourself from an ergonomic point of view, would, would you take that opportunity up? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on then schools. Yeah. Get, Get Paul in his van. Look, it's exciting for a start. He might even bring the dog. But actually, more and more schools are issuing things like, and I think it's my youngest son's school, they're starting to be issued with either, I think they're getting iPads fairly soon. So, again, they're just going to be, you know, and I'm sort of slightly moving it away from just the chairs, but onto, onto other things as well. But if you're going to issue with iPads, you're going to create that whole sort of technic situation, aren't you? You know, with everyone sort of looking down. So it, it's great that, that that sort of technology is being issued. But if it's being issued in isolation, you're just sort of shifting the problem from one area to another, aren't you? You've got to somehow get that problem addressed. So thinking, yeah, great, nice bit of kit, but what about the other things that go with it? What 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 are the health issues and well-being issues around issuing people with iPads? Because all I can see is kids putting iPads flat on the table and literally just <coughs> leaning over them like that. And then they're gonna you're gonna find you've got a whole um sort of swarm of kids suffering with neck and shoulder problems just simply by being by being hunched over. I mean, actually though, do you think half the problem is that um you know, especially when kids are younger, etc., they're more flexible, etc. Anyway, they they tend to, you know, they tend to show signs yes. less in terms of having any kind of physical issue, etc. So it's kind of, I mean, I I almost believe that a lot of people out there think that we're just going to evolve into. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I honestly believe that a lot of people believe that we're going to kind of evolve into people that can stand using tech. And therefore, we don't need any anything as an adjustment for it because, you know, as time goes by, our necks will get stronger to so that we can look down at devices because, you know. If you go to a networking group and you walk around the room and you look, you can see those people that spend too long on laptop computers because their, mm. their, their necks are like that and they're walking around. They're not on top of their shoulders anymore. Mm. Um, yeah. There's one company, was it, was it Fellows? One company did, did a model, a mannequin of a grotesque, future emma, emma. Yeah. yeah yeah what it what it will what we will look like in the future it yeah. was deliberately over the top but it was a great uh, a great piece i i think so i mean it, it you know it certainly it got a lot of backlash from some people in the trade because it it was maybe too yeah it over was the, yeah. over the top but yeah. at the same time it did stimulate conversation people suddenly yeah. looked, looked at it and went really could that actually happen to me could i actually end up with a hunched neck well yeah people do actually there are conditions people do actually end up with hunched necks you know mm -hmm. great bulges on the back of their neck you know people do actually end up with spine conditions which means that they struggle to get out of bed every morning and and it can all happen by just sitting there and working in, with poor posture all day long, you know, it's, um, 
I think there's a, I think there's a massive educational piece there that that needs to be had, and I think it, the the younger that we can start getting that opportunity with with young people, that the better, you know, and especially as you know, going forward, more and more and more jobs are going to be tech based. Mm. You know, I mean, when I came out of school, tech <laughs> tech tech based jobs were, you know, few and far between. Really, we were all still on. BBC computers. Remember them? Winchester hard drives. BBC, BBC micros. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Mm. Kids would kids would laugh at that today, wouldn't they? If they saw <laughs> yeah. that. They go, What's what on earth are you, you what, what are you putting in there? That's a floppy disk. What? You know? It's all it's always surprised me that actually even on cloud-based software these days, where you go to save something still some of them have got at the top for the save icon is still a, a floppy disk mm. which youngster knows that as a reference yeah. point right but what what why is that the icon for saving I, <laughs> you know, i've only ever saved up in this cloud thing yeah. paul what's the most uh you know we sort of touched on it before about going out to see people what's the most common issue that you see what is it you know what what do you come across and you say actually at seven you know might be five or six or seven out of ten of my visits are to do with x y and z what, what's the most common mm. thing you come across it's usually set up and it's often armrests okay like right cheap chairs tend to have ridiculously large unadjustable armrests right or armrests that, that you know actually hold the whole chair together yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, mm. people find me up. They say, "Oh, I need a chair with with a neck. I need a neck rest on my chair because my neck hurts." And you go and see the neck hurts because their their arms are like that because their arms are badly adjusted. Mm. Um, so yeah, I have a big yeah, cheap cheap armrests are a big problem. I think you'd be better off with no armrests. And I think armrests are important if they're done properly. But if they're not done properly, you're better off without them. Uh, that's always been an interesting conversation for me because I I always found that you know a lot of people then will then go. Or don't like armrests on a chair. Yeah. yeah. And the, the the trouble with that, and you then you're then on the back foot right from the beginning because you're then trying to have the conversation. Well, it's not the armrests, it's the fact that those were bad armrests. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were they're not in the right position, they're too too wide apart, or they're yeah. or they're too close to you. So that you're either like that or you're like that, yeah. abducting the arm away from the body. Um, they're quite often too far forward, so you're like that and like that, you know, and that's causing all of the problems. Mm. Put the armrest in the right position, it's it's fine. There you go. Arms for your chairs are arms for your chairs. Yeah, yeah well, no, exactly that. Arms for your chairs are chairs for your arms. Oh, chairs for your arms, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, it's that. It, I I can imagine that is a conversation that's had so many times. Um, and, but again, it's it comes back to that that thing that you said right at the beginning because suddenly you say well you need you need a pair of arms that actually does this and people are like how much of a pair of arms mm. <laughs> and, and that's the ultimate thing like we've said i mean it goes through not just the chairs but the other the other accessories and things that, that exist in our world is around adjustment isn't it and it's it sort of baffles me a little bit as to why a company would make a chair without adjustable armrests because unless it's that person who buys it, who exactly fits that set adjustment or position that's in place, it's probably useless for eight or nine out of people out of 10. And I know, again, it goes back to that whole thing around cost. 
but what but why would people and, and maybe and again it also goes back to education why would you purchase a product or something that has literally no adjustability because it has not but your dimensions have not been fed into that factory when that chair's been made that's delivered to your house so what why are people producing these things and why are people buying these things it's it, it's a conversation we just keep going on about and eventually it will get there. But it, it's just, for me, really, really frustrating that we're still having these conversations and companies and people are investing in product that in reality is no good for them and it's going to yeah. create more problems than it's actually going to address. Yeah. Um, I'm talking a lot more about desks these days. I've tried, tried to make most of my social media, for as much as I do it, most, most of my social media output these days has been desks rather than chairs. Yeah. If, if chairs have very limited adjustment, Desks, most desks have absolutely none at all. But even then, I, I can remember back in the day, I can remember going to see people and people saying, yeah, but look, a, a desk is just a desk, right? Because, and, you know, the, the comment, uh, what a desk does is it stops the paper from hitting the floor. That's all that, <laughs> that's all that a desk does, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and th th I think that's the trouble. I think if, if people see it just from a purely functional level in terms of the work they're not actually buying into what it does beyond that yeah you know that can actually help with the health piece <coughs> so it's really you've got to start you've got to start by putting them into a a, a position cerebrally about thinking about health and well-being first mm. as opposed to you know what we're buying here is something that is a, a functional piece of kit that that's you know fits alongside a you know i'm buying i'm buying a computer because this person's got to got to use word and excel i'm buying a desk because the computer needs to sit on something i'm buying a chair because they need to sit down that's that's you know that's the reason i'm buying this stuff mm. but that's not you know so ultimately surely this come the, the whole conversation has to come back to why are you spending money on that talent yeah as opposed to the just this is a job and i've got i can get anybody in to do that job it's about surely it's got to come down to you have invested in this person because you believe this person is valuable to this company in terms of taking this company forward and actually it's important to look after that person now i think it's also interesting as well if you if we sort of tie this back to what we've seen in the news and certainly the last sort of 24 48 hours around recession and things like that you then suddenly start to get a concern that a our company's going to now not invest because money's going to be a little bit tighter do they see the investment in health and well-being as something that can be sort of cut or or do they actually invest but like we just said before do they invest in the wrong type of products so it's so the, the whole thing around this talk of this sort of potentially two-year recession you then start thinking from from our sphere from our world does it stop investment or does it actually encourage investment in the wrong products that have got the right pound signs in front of them so to me that that starts to to ring a few more bells that we, are we potentially going to get a are people going to continue to suffer or are we going to get a whole load of new problems when we come out the other side because people have had to either work with nothing or work with the wrong thing uh 
the answer to that is yeah we probably will see some of that i think i think it's important for for people like paul i think it's really important to to get the messaging across that ultimately the the biggest cost to any business and it's still going to be the biggest cost to any business in in this kind of period as well is if you keep turn your staff turnover keeps going turning over all of the time you know if you if you train somebody into a job you lose them you have to take someone else on etc etc or you just can't keep talent because uh you know they can go elsewhere then that's where they're going to suffer i i i think that my personal view is i think a lot of the younger ceos get it and i yeah. and i and i'm you know if i was out there today selling i'd probably fo be focusing on on younger companies because i just think that they understand that health and well-being piece more um i think i think the old school are kind of you know it, it, there was always talk bottom line bottom line bottom line i think uh the younger generation understand that actually the thing that young talent want to buy into is balance in their life and, and and as part of that balance they want to look after themselves so it's you know when they're looking for the when they're looking at a business that they want to go and work for that ethos has to be there of this company wants me to look after me as well and if 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 the company's singing from that hymn sheet then that's an easier task in the first place surely because it's it's they're saying the right things and normally and the biggest difference i've seen in that as well is that a lot of younger leaders a lot of younger management are actually living that as well so then it's not just lip service to it they're actually they are actually spending the money and the the you know uh the time themselves to make sure that they are looking after themselves and they they are going to look after their workforce as well would you agree with that, Paul? Yeah, it's, you know, people consider it an expense, but it's not. It's an investment. Mm. Uh, it's an investment that lives, you know, whether, whether you do get to keep that employee or not, it's an investment that will live all after that guy's gone and the next guy or girl is, is at that mm. desk or chair, from my point of view. But yeah. Where Where is the van going next, Paul? Where's the van going next? We've got a funny, we've got a, we got a South Ham's afternoon. Going down to South Devon, somewhere. Well, I can't give too much away because I might want to take a photo. Ah, uh, yes. yes. It's, got, it's got quite a long way to go this afternoon. Well, we, we we won't keep you too long, and, we're, and we'll let you we'll let you get going in, in a minute on in your in your lovely van. So yeah, do do think about that. Um, do think about that idea of taking that mm -hmm. photo, and, and you know, yeah. people look out for that on social media. Uh, what social medias are you actually on, Paul? Just so that we know. Are you, are you just uh, LinkedIn, from from the sort of point of view, the people we're looking at here, probably LinkedIn mostly. Um, I I do I do put stuff on Facebook as well, um, and occasionally that will link with Instagram because the two are just linked. But I've absolutely no idea how Instagram works. Sometimes I do something <laughs> and it pops up there, and sometimes it says that photo wasn't the right size. Quite how Instagram can't work that out itself, I don't know, but apparently it can't. Um, and I'm starting to move back towards Twitter a little bit as well, but that'll probably get shut down next week. I'm not going to do too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I shall have to find you on Twitter definitely because mm. uh, yeah, you know, before as you say, before uh, before everything gets shut down, um, yeah. you know, or, or or just changed 
in in some shape or form or we all have to pay for it you know that's that seems to, to be the order of the day but yeah i mean i think instagram would work really well for you actually yeah it would yeah i, I think so if you get if you get the grid right and all, and all the you know the chairs and the pictures in the right place i, I can see it working from a visual point of view mm. yeah and I, certainly from the sort of like pulls out and about with his van I think I think that would I think that would be be, be marvelous. So yeah, maybe we'll have a chat about that and see see if we can, you know, yeah. boister boister you on Instagram, uh, get you a few more followers there. That would be good. Uh, Paul, thanks for coming in, talking to us today. No problem at all. Thanks. For having uh, so thanks, if you're Paul. in the South Hams area, look out for the orange van. It will be it will be around. Uh, if if you see it. Because as I get as I get older, I'm finding those roads a little scarier. I'm still a reasonably confident driver, but we don't need to be passing each other at 70 miles an hour with three inches to spare each side. <laughs> no, it's because they're getting close, so they can see what the, the side yeah. of the. <laughs> is he wearing socks or not? That's what they're going to. Is he wearing shoes? Sorry, that's what they're straining their eyes to see. Well, yeah, and perhaps perhaps they want to perhaps they want a chair. You know, you never know. Well, you know there's enough loaded in the back of it right now. Yeah, absolutely. You're, what you want to do is strap one of those machines to the side of the van that, like, throws out, uh, you know, literature. So, well, you get, oh, yeah, okay. We're in Devon, I mean, there's plenty of muck spreaders around here. Perhaps I could just buy a second-hand one of those. Second-hand muck spreader to yeah. <laughs> distribute leaflets. What a great idea! <laughs> oh, can you imagine that coming down, coming down your lane? You know. Paul gets a, a telephone call from the local council. I think I think someone's been throwing your literature in all of the hedges round here. I'll get out the town hall because of backworld. <laughs> Fantastic. If you are in the, the southwest, if you're in the sort of uh how how sort of far do you go, Paul? Ah, it depends what we're talking about. Um, you know, if, if somebody says, I want the cheapest possible chair you've got, then it's online, you can buy it and it will come to you if somebody wants to really have a good look. Um, at, a, at a choice and, and that the right thing is more important than the cost then um certainly all of devon in the cornwall dorset some, up somerset yeah no problem at all stop me and buy one says andrew yeah i think <laughs> i think he might need a slightly bigger van for that he's, got, he's gone back to biscuits <laughs> old biscuits yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dorset uh dorset knobs that's that, that's that's the that's the one to sell from the back of the back world van isn't it yeah. You know, keep it keep it local yeah. um thanks for joining <laughs> us today paul, <laughs> bye for now. paul. take bye. care bye oh brilliant brilliant to have me. <laughs> yeah and on that note yeah yeah you yeah. didn't know where to look did he when i said that there well no. there we go we, are, we, we have overlooked though graham one really really piece important piece of news this week okay Bounties being removed from boxes of celebrations. Really? Have you heard this? No. So apparently they're trialing, I think it was in 40 Tesco stores. Yeah. The celebrations. And on the front, it's got something like does not include bounty or something. Apparently it's the most, apparently the most disliked suite in, in the, in the celebrations. So there's talk of the bounty being removed from the celebration. Not sure. I'm, Totally I'm happy not with sure. that. I, I like it. That's not that's not my mm. least favourite within that, that okay. uh, box. I don't think. Um, and I actually like coconut. Mm. Yeah, I have to say though, I think where they've gone wrong with bounty over the years in those boxes, and if you've ever been to a, um, a service station that that sell these, uh, that's always my my one of choice is dark 
bounty is better than milk bounty. Which is the red one's the red and one's yeah, the blue. It's the red it's the red one. Right. So the one the one in the box that you get normally is the blue bounty. Yeah, but the dark and I was I'm always I've always been a little bit upset. That the the dark bounty one doesn't come in the you know because the, the blue the, bounty one they started doing the, the triple. triple bars yeah, yeah. triple bars yeah. yeah there you go um we could there we go oh excellent news I don't like bounty shame oh. on you Mr Shepherd although I did hear I, I did nip out earlier and I had like capital on I had capital on earlier and uh, and someone said they missed the whole point here with bounties it's more get rid of the eclair out of the heroes because you go to put your hand in a box of chocolates and you come out with a toffee and it's like yeah that's the, if you're going to remove something that's the one that needs to go the bounty is way down on the list talking nonsense now no no that's that's a completely different sort of chocolate yeah. i mean actually one one of the problems with all of these chocolates now is that um every single box of chocolates has has got something in it that you don't like, right? Yeah. There's always there's always something, isn't there? As you get towards the end, there's always something. Why don't they just take all of the? Why doesn't some of these manufacturers get together, right? And what I'd love to see one Christmas is someone produce collaboratively. It's going to be a bit more expensive, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. cross brand. Are you thinking cross brand? Here? Cross brand all the favourites from all of the boxes. That's so what we all, I want. Anymore. We all go and vote online. Yeah. And the, and the deal is the top 10 or top six or whatever, yeah. that Mars and Nestle, Cadbury's, you get your heads together and you produce this ultimate selection Box. of, yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's going to be called the ultimate selection. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more expensive, obviously. Copyright that. Yeah. Yeah. Copyright that, you know. In fact, I might just, you could just do it, couldn't you? Yeah. You could literally just open boxes of things and just put them in together and then sell it as a thing. You say, look, this is guaranteed mm. no leftovers, this one. Yeah. This is we know this is all the favorite ones from all of the different yeah. That'd be brilliant. That's what we really want out there. I, can I sorry, just another chocolate story whilst it's fresh in my mind. So I don't have you got a Sainsbury's near you? Yes, indeed. Have you got the section where you go and make your own boxes of lint? chocolates at the taunton one yeah the, the right. local one doesn't have that because there's not enough room to swing a cat let alone put that that display in yeah. so i went i went to, to to sainsbury's last sunday and i was walking past that area and a guy pushing a trolley sort of looks round, just no! couple, pushes the no! trolley down and then discreetly passes one to his wife, sort of turns his back on the store and opens it and eats it and sticks the pack in his... And he's just like, really? What? Nick, oh, it's just like, I so want to go and grass you up, but... I, I, I... So he yeah, was just what basically do you, what just... What do you say? What, I mean, who's going to do anything? That's the trouble, isn't it? You go, what, you it... go to you go to one of the cashiers at the front of the store say something. Someone on IR12 has been nicking your balls. Yeah. <laughs> now, that was another story, Graham, altogether. That's, an, that's another story, isn't it? But, you know, it's that's disgusting, isn't it? Mm. Do you know what, though? That, that, that's the, uh, was he at least being a little bit surreptitious about it? And, you know, or is it, yeah? 
there was an attempt was to sort of looking at looking everywhere and Ziff and just no, do you know of... what it is? You know that looking everywhere, looking camera. up, camera, right? Yeah, looking to see if there's a security yeah, yeah, camera yeah. up above, right? Is there is there CCTV looking at me? Because if there is, I may may not do this. No, mm. there isn't. Okay, I'm going to get away with it. Yeah. Whoever you were, if you're listening, probably not. <laughs> but if, whoever you were, that is disgusting. Shame you, on you. Do you realise that by doing that, you put the cost up of limp balls? all the time yeah. for everybody yeah. else it just it just harms everybody else's mm. enjoyment yeah yeah i know I've, I've i have seen that i think it's it's quite a cool idea actually um yeah. make up your own little uh, i was gonna say the cool idea was making your own not nicking them we're not condoning yeah, that, people that definitely not a cool idea. Are we? but but you know i have actually i've seen that before i i actually in another supermarket i walked around the corner um to to the liquor aisle you know the to, to the alcohol aisle one time and there literally was a bloke there was only me and one other bloke in that aisle he was stood at the end and he literally had a long coat on and he literally opened his coat like that and went <laughs> he had a big pocket inside and he's just you know a couple of bottles of whiskey closed it up again he didn't get he didn't get away with that though because i did i then sort of backtracked on myself and went round to security on the thing. I said, there's a guy with a very long coat yeah. and you might want to stop him on the way out of the store. Mm. And and he did get stopped. But I mean, honestly, it, it, he was like, yeah. he wasn't even, you know, he didn't even care. He didn't even care. He was, yeah. just, go, he was just going for it. Yeah. You know? Now, Andrew Shepard has, has just commented, and if you put this in the back, that's your, that's your, there's plenty of sort of content for your next survey. I think you've got to get that one in next week. Bounties or this ultimate, ultimate selection box. You've got to have that next week, Graham, somewhere. But that, that the problem with it is, I'm going to say, oh, it's a great idea, but the only problem with it is mm. LinkedIn surveys are limited to four options. Ah. I'm going okay. to write it down. We're going to have a little right. think about that one. Because I have to think about the mechanics of it uh, yeah. on, on Bounty. I mean, maybe I should just do a very simple one to begin with, which is do people think that Bounty should be removed from mm. cele celebrations, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then say, if not Bounty, what would, what would you replace it with from any of the other boxes? Yes. 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 There we go. That might come out tomorrow morning. Being a Saturday, that's kind of a Saturday one. Yeah. You know, because the rest of the week I'm incredibly sensible and it's all to do with business. So, really? uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think so. Maybe, maybe. Um, well, yeah, what have I covered this week? I've covered uh, Twitter verification marks. I've covered... I've done a little bit on I'm a celebrity. You see, as I told you, it's all about business. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah. You might want to, you know, you might want to backtrack on that one, Graham. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for Paul coming on today, our special guest, all the way from uh, Exeter. If you see him out and about, uh, you know, don't ask, don't ask him for a biscuit. There's none in the van. Don't ask him for a biscuit. Uh, you know, don't look too closely at his van because it it makes him nervous. Uh, if you get if you drive too closely to him at, and that speed as well, so really be careful there. But it, seriously, if you do see him, honk twice, right? Yeah. 
Or in fact, actually, you could do that whole do, 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 do. if you're really good at that, you might get arrested. <laughs> might be worth it though. But you know, if it's down in the southwest, there's probably no one about, so it's, it's probably okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, do do say hi to Paul if you see him out and about in his van, and hopefully we will help him get his little Paul's out in the back. Maybe actually we could feature Paul's out in the back in his van. Somewhere on the on the well page at some point that yeah, would be good. that would be I great. We, we could do, do a little little competition there. Um, next week we will be back. Another guest next week. Uh, we won't tell you who it is at the moment. It'll be a surprise for you all. But we're back every week with a guest uh, to do with ergonomics. So do stay tuned. Um, make sure that you subscribe to us, mm-hmm. um, please on the various channels, especially on Spotify. We'd love we love it when we get those Spotify figures up. Do listen to back to one of these during the week. That would be great. There's there's loads of back material to listen to. Um and check out wowergonomics.com for more of the same. Until next week, this has been Wow Ergonomics with me, Graham Co and Stephen Howe. Until till next week. Stay safe out there. Uh, and remember uh, don't hunch all day. Bye for now. Bye-bye.